my next guest. He's on the phone right now, and I'm excited to interview him. He is an NBA all-star, tech investor, and New York Times bestselling author of The Sixth Man. The Swing Man was an all-star, NBA all-star in 2012 and has been named to the NBA all-defensive team twice. He was the uh, NBA Finals MVP. I remember that year. Oh, boy, he was, he was terrible, terrible. And was a key component to the basketball basketball success in the World Championship run of the Golden State Warriors. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Andre Iguodala. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good, my friend. So uh, you, you you sound alert here, Andre. You know, uh, what, what city are you in, my friend? I'm in L.A. at the moment, getting a little um, work done on the body, lifting a little bit and uh, getting some PRP, plasma replacement uh, treatment for the body, uh, you know, for the upcoming season, trying to get ready. Um, and have another successful run at it. Well, you know the interesting thing about in part of your book, you talk about you know the, the training, a lot, you know the high tech training that you you really have to look at your body. You know, I've heard when I was reading about uh, LeBron James, he spends over a million dollars. He has, when he flies, his trainers fly with him. What exactly do do you? What exactly do? When when did the mindset that you have to take care of your body start? Because I, I read your book, which is called The Six Man's. Six, the, the, the six man. And it started your journey, you know, in Springfield, Illinois. And then you go through high school. You know, really, you started early, elementary, middle school. You talk about your brother Frank, and then you get to college in Arizona. You almost went to Arkansas. And then uh, Nolan Richardson, he, he, he resigned, and so you changed your mind and went to Arizona. So when did you start taking care of your body? Uh, I say, you know, you start having those conversations early in the league. I mean, the league tries to uh, pack as much information into um, a week as they can, you know, because that's all the time they have. It's called the rookie transition program. And you, you hear that moniker, you know, if you, if you bought a Ferrari, would you put cheap gas in it? <laughs> you, you, start, you start hearing that a lot. And right. You can apply that to pretty much anything right. that you're doing and say, you know, if you had a Ferrari, how would you treat it? You know, how many times would you wash it? You hand wash it, you would hand wash it. Or, mm-hmm. you know, you would make sure it didn't get a scratch or you would put the right fluids into it. Right. Um, you would put the right things in any part of the engine and you would put top of the line products with it. You know, uh, if you're cleaning the tires, you're trying to use the best tire cleaner. So in, in terms of just my body, um, I started to watch other guys and see what they were doing. Right. And it took me a, 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 some years to find kind of like my niche and kind of find what was optimal for me. And the big thing was just doing a lot of homework, doing my own studying, mm-hmm. um, surrounding myself with people who were sharing that knowledge. And it was about, it was really when I started fixing my sleep. And taking my behind the bed is when a lot of things change. And, and I said, okay, I'm not getting enough sleep. Mm-hmm. And I started studying sleep mm-hmm. and saying, okay, you got to get the eight hours a night. Mm-hmm. And these are the things that are keeping you up. And these are the things that will help you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And once you start with that layer, you get really in depth with one thing that flows into a lot of other lifestyle things in terms of health. And from there, the, the, what I was started eating flowed into it, you know, um, Less meat, a lot like like no, almost cut out meat, uh, dairy, um, sugar. Trying to working on that, which is hard, really hard to do because you're just so accustomed to 
having those things in the American diet. And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. really a, a lot of it was going back to tracing my roots and, and seeing, you know, what was beneficial to, um, you know, the generations and generations before me and, and what their diets were like and, right. and how that affected their body. Right. Um, reading a book right now called the sports gene and talks in terms of, you know, what genes different cultures have and, mm-hmm. and how that affects our performances in different sports and, you know, why Ethiopians and Kenyans are great at, uh, long distance and how Jamaicans are great at sprinting and, mm-hmm. you know, how diets can, you know, help enhance you or how a diet can help you compete with the likes of those cultures. So, um, just really started to do my homework with anything, um, involving, you know, whether it be basketball, whether right. it be business and, and how I can, uh, be my optimal self. Now, let me ask you this, Andre. Um, we're, we're talking about your book, The Six Man, but you as a person, what what view or what perspective a person you would want a person to have about you as a as a man, as a as a husband, as a father, as a as a business person? What 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 image do you want to project when people say your name or you walk into a room? I think I would just want people to realize that you know. I do my homework, you know, I'm very focused on process, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's not necessarily about the end results or, you know, the money or the fame. For me, it's about seeing a journey or seeing an end goal. And I really enjoy putting all the pieces together right. to build that ultimate puzzle. Right, you know, whether that be uh, on the championship team mm-hmm. or uh, helping a team be the best team that that they can be. You know, it may only be a team first round exit, but that we played our best basketball. Mm-hmm. We got the most out of every single person on the team. You mm-hmm. know, that was a successful year for that particular team. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like I, I'm trying to enhance anyone that I'm around. Right. You know, I tell friends that, or I tell business people that that I get close to or invest in companies. You know. When I invest in a company, and they say, "What else do you bring to the table?" To the table besides, you know, the the financial side or or the, the equity. And I say, however, I can help the company, mm-hmm. and that may be putting you in touch with other companies that I invested in, or putting you in touch with right. um, power movers who can help you find a CFO or help you find a CMO. Right. You know, I've, I've tried to find a, a good network of people across the globe. And um, just connecting people and um, building great products, building great companies, and uh, it's been a great journey. Uh, it's sort of like being a GM on a basketball team. You, know, you got to find the right coach, <laughs> right? Right. Um, basketball development system to mm-hmm. enhance the players. Uh, just bringing the best out of everybody. Well, you know the thing about it, when I was reading your book, uh, the book is called The Six Man. I'm talking. I'm interviewing Andre Iguodala. In the book, and it's a New York Times bestselling book. Uh, the thing that came across when you talk about your brother, who's an amazing athlete, you talk about Jeff Walker, uh, you talk about different athletes who, who came along your life. You took what they, what you felt they never took the, 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 to the next level. Like for instance, you talk about, you know, you would read newspapers. You know, people walk in the room and go, why, why is this young kid reading newspapers? Because they thought that was odd, but your but that was part of the house. You could read the newspaper yeah. because your your parents, your mom, excuse me, your mom felt that was part of the growth process to know the world mm-hmm. for real. I do that with my daughter. I always tell my daughter all my life, I say, sit down and look at the six o'clock news. Don't, 
You want to mm-hmm. know what life? Look at the news. Don't look at those, that other stuff. But you got to look at the news. And that was your mom's approach was the newspaper. My approach was the six o'clock news. And so when you look at the things that that you value and that you're growing, and we got like 50 seconds left in this break, can you say real quick about what bothered you when you didn't see people with talent take advantage of it? Yeah, so I, I really would, would try to process that, especially at a young age when you got people older than you, um, who you looked up to. And what I found was, you know, you can become a product in your environment where, you know, folks didn't expect you, you know, they, they generalized you. They didn't expect you to have success in the classroom. They didn't mm-hmm. expect you to, you know, have a mind and be able to speak it and be able to articulate it. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it was that, it was a challenge. You know, I made that a challenge, you know, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to show you that mm-hmm. it's more than dribbling a ball. You know, I'm going to mm-hmm. be able to have success in the classroom. I'm going to be able to, mm-hmm. uh, spark a debate and be able to articulate, you know, why I feel the way that I feel. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to learn as much as I can to be able to have success in those conversations. Awesome. So it was awesome. just, awesome. it was a challenge that I try to put uh, on myself and, and, and complete it. Cool. Uh, we'll be right back with more of my man entitled, the book is entitled The Sixth Man. I'm speaking to Andre Iguodala. I'm on the phone with, uh, they call him a six man. Some people call him a swing man because he can be all over the floor. He can be, he can be, he can guard a center sometimes. He might guard a power forward sometimes. He might guard a small forward. He might the shooting guard. He might guard the, the point guard because he got that skill set like that. Every time you dunk, you, I would, you, you had my spirit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because, the, you know, so many of us live through your success. And so that's a responsibility when you have yeah. people like me or young, young people, like you talk about, the legends, when you got to play with the legends and then you start mentioning the legends who directed you in a certain point and you realize as you was coming up, you didn't think you belonged on the court. And then you, people start checking you and you realize, why are they checking me? Well, because you're the baddest man on the court. So the realization of yourself, you were just a humble guy that had this god getting talent without the arrogance. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and we all go through those different moments in life. So I definitely you know, try to find a balance and, you know, the scale would weigh one way and tip the other way. You know, I've had moments where I've had to check myself or I've always tried to put people around me who, you know, hold me accountable, you know, be able to give me constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. So those things are really important too. you know, the, the, the company that you keep. Um, so there, I've had times where I've been too humble and haven't been, haven't had as much confidence as I should have in certain areas. And then other times I got a little too cocky, but I found you got to have that right balance. You right. know, you got to be humble and put in that work. And, and sometimes you got to go to humble beginnings and put yourself in a mindset like, you know, I'm just a kid at home, you know, trying to feed the family. You know, you got you to gotta put yourself in that mode. And other times, you know, you're in the court, you got to tell yourself, look, I'm the baddest man out here. You know, mm-hmm. I put in the work. You know, I respected the game. I do it the right way. And I'm one of the hardest workers, and I'm going to show it out here. And I don't think anybody can, you know, compete with me in certain areas of the game that I feel very confident in. So you just got to have that right balance. You got to always believe in yourself. And um, I feel like I surrounded myself with the right people to, to keep that thing balanced. Well, you better have confidence when you, you know, when you were running up on LeBron, you know, when you get up underneath them now, running up on him now. That, that, you know, you, I'm going to tell you something, man, you know, you're a special dude. And uh, I say that from a standpoint of just watching your career, your body of work. And there's a professionalism that you carry with yourself because of the fact that uh, you're a great player. 
but you were able to back down when you were surrounded by other great players to make the bigger picture work. And that, that humbleness is a greatness. And that has to be applauded. And that is something that I'm sure when you speak to people, you it has to be acknowledged that you know that a team works, a team wins, an individual just accomplishes. Is that correct in my assessment of you? I would like to think so, and I appreciate that. Um, you know, and it's, it can be difficult to make those adjustments on the fly. And, you know, you sometimes you have transition into um, a position that's not as beneficial to you personally, but beneficial to the whole, whether it be a, a team or a company uh, or family or wherever you are, um, you got to see the big picture. And, you know, I'll tell you an interesting story. I would have a lot of different conversations with people who, were very supportive of me, and they would ask, you know, why don't you shoot as much? Or, there you go. You know, you just, you're just as good as this guy. You know, why don't you get in the shine that you deserve? You know, you, you know, um, I've been in the gym with you. You shot, you know, you made 500 shots uh, every day for a summer, a whole summer or two straight. You know, you can shoot the ball, or why mm-hmm. can't you do this? Or, mm-hmm. you know, not understanding the process or not understanding, you know, the bigger picture and in end, end game. And end game is always to, like I said before, uh, maximize the team, and, and you I was did lucky to have a guy like Steve Kerr, who went to the University of Arizona, had the same coach as I did. Mm-hmm. So we spoke the same basketball language. Mm-hmm. You know, when he came in and started coaching us, it's it's usually difficult for guys to adjust to a new coach. It's like different lingo, different language, different verbiage, and it's like, mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. you know, people trying to adjust on the fly. You know, it was. Seamless for me. It's like, oh, I get everything he said. We did these same drills in college. You know, he knew those and talk. So mm-hmm. I understood everything that he was trying to do. And when he told me, you know, I need you to come off the bench and, uh, you know, help our team have more depth. Therefore, you know, it's more balanced game over 48 minutes. You know, I understood everything he was trying to say. And I was like, oh, I get that. That's, that's nothing. And we got a, we got a chance to do something special, you know. So, you know, why not? Um, just go along with the process and, you know, have faith in it and see what happens going forward. Now, the book, The Six Man, one of the areas of the book that I've been following you that's not in the book as much, you mentioned it, is the, the tech investment side of you. Talk to us about how did you get involved in that and uh, what is the future? Are you, are you a person that's, uh, that's mentoring uh, other NBA players or other athletes or students? What is, what is your overall participation as a tech investor? Well, it started as an um, E-Trade account. You know, you hear a lot of stories about athletes going broke or athletes not having that uh, financial literacy that they need to have to have financial success, you know, after their playing days. So, you know, I took it upon myself to, like I said before, so I yourself with the right people, people that were going to empower you, people that will hold you accountable and make sure that you learn. And you got to hold yourself accountable, too, and do your do your work. You know what I'm saying? Like I used to, like you said before, read the newspaper every day. And, <laughs> you know, you, you get you get the habit of being able to retain information and, and, and read the newspaper and read the Wall Street Journal, Financial Times, uh, all those publications. So I started E-Trade account. And, you know, my business partner helped me, you know, pick a few stocks. And then how do we track the stocks and understand why they're going up, why they're going down. Mm-hmm. they got to understand the markets and how the markets work. And not just in, in, in America, but globally, uh, everything is uh, connected. And from there, I saw that, you know, the iPhone came out around the time and I was have, I had all the I, Apple products. So I said, let me put some money in Apple. And, you know, from there, I started seeing the effects that uh, Apple had on other companies that were up and coming um, on, on, the, on the, the mobile platforms and started investing in those. I saw some success 
there in the public markets and, you know, reading into it, you say, okay, hearing about these private markets and who's going to be up for IPO in the next couple of years, it's like private markets and, mm-hmm. you know, piqued my interest and said, you know, how do we go deeper? And um, timing was perfect, being a free agent, mm-hmm. having a few years investing under my belt in the public markets and got to the, to the Bay Area, which is Silicon Valley, and that's where all of it is. And <laughs> immersed myself. Right. It just emerged. It was the perfect time. I just immersed myself with, with um, everything that's going on in, in Silicon Valley and made some great connects. And uh, that's how they, helped me, they helped me along the way. And, 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 and here we are investing in uh, a lot of startup companies, companies mm-hmm. in different uh, growth areas. Mm-hmm. And what I'm doing with that is started the Players Tech Summit, which empowers all the athletes to be able to learn about the tech space and how to grow a business or how to start your own company, uh, how to get funding, um, how to, you know, different growth stages and when you can invest and what's the need and the risk. And we are trying to empower the players and, uh, feel like I'm at the forefront of bridging the gap between tech and sports. My man, you know, just hearing you talk, you know, just hearing uh, the strength in your tone, the knowledge, um, your mom, you know, I, I'll be remiss if I don't uh, bring her name up during this conversation. Just tell us the impact that she had in your life and um, and how you took care of that impact to affect other people positively. Yeah, well, my mom was very uh, instrumental in, you know, everything that I did. You know, even in playing sports, uh, she played a little bit of ball, uh, but she understood the game. She watched the game, and but she was very specific in terms of what her goals were and where she wanted us to be. Uh, we didn't have to be rich or, 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 you know, we had, she had her own definition of success, which was, you know, experiencing the world, you know, not being, having a small town mindset, which a lot of the athletes where I come from has, mm-hmm. you know, they're always afraid to experience different things. That's why they end up right back at home when mm-hmm. they, you know, after, after a couple months of college, you know, that was like, the norm, you know, go to college for a couple months and then end up right back home. Couldn't handle the pressures or, you know, the, you know, weren't as familiar with that environment and Mm -hmm. couldn't handle it. So that was stuck in my mind at a young age. You know, you're getting out, you're going forward from home as possible and you're going to see the world and and you're going to maximize your potentials. And uh, she was very tough at times, but she was loving at the same time. You know, I was a mama's boy, so I was very attached to her. Um, So, you know, it's having somebody that had confidence in you, but having somebody that held you accountable. And you know, when you got out of line, out of line, she put you right back out there of the line really fast. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she didn't play no games, but at the same time, you knew it was somebody that had your back. You I knew it came from a loving place. So, you know, it, it actually made it easy. You know, when I got in trouble by my mother, you know, I would sit back and reflect and be like, I was in the wrong. You know, most of us would be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom did me wrong or my dad did me wrong and I don't understand why they doing this to me. But for me, it was like, I don't know what it was. She just was such a great parent that I understood everything she was trying to, Love it. to do or get across. Love it. She just wanted me to be successful. My man, NBA All-Star in 2012, NBA All-Star, All-Defensive Team twice, NBA World Champion, Olympic Champion. Also should have been Slam Dunk, Slam Dunk Champion. But that didn't happen because guess what? There's some bad judges sitting at the table. Y'all go out and buy his book. He's my man. Andre Iguodala, the sixth man. Getting excited to talk about that slam dunk they should have gave you. My man, I appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, if you ever need me, tell your PR people to send me some um, 
some banners so I can put it on my social media so I can extend yes, the opportunity sir. to promote it out there. Man, you're great, dude. Do not change anything that you do about yourself, okay? Appreciate it. Thank and, you so much for having me. 